Hey, it's Nick. Welcome back to your Daily Dose. There are these big stories being told, like Dune and Star Wars and Avatar and Lord of the Rings and The Wheel of Time, etc., etc., etc. And they all use a storytelling trope that I'm no longer a fan of. Prophecies. Is it because I'm not a part of anybody's prophecy and I'm jealous? That seems likely. Enjoy. I am realizing that I'm not as into epic fantasy as I used to be. Uh-huh. And one of the reasons for that, and maybe this is time travel related somehow, but there's a lot of prophecies in these stories that I'm noticing yeah. now. And I'm like, but why though? Like, can we just not have the story? Does it always have to be? So I, I realized I did that with Dune. So yeah. the new movie is beautiful and gorgeous and well shot. And it's so much better than, even though David Lynch, there's a whole backstory on why he had to do it the way he did. Um, but it tells the story so much better. But like this idea of prophecy, whether it's even Star Wars to me. Yeah. Star Wars, uh, I'm pretty sure Lord of the Rings had some sort of prophecy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, um, Wheel of Time is the other big fantasy thing that uh, Amazon is coming out with. And that yeah. is big fantasy related. Like I'm like, is there anything that's just without like yeah. some sort of prophecy that they can just kind of move on? And they're I didn't realize that was so much of a cornerstone element of those stories until you mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is true. And it's, I don't know. I think they make it feel like the story is more organic than it actually is. Cause I think what they do is they use that prophecy to make things fall into place that might not otherwise fall into place. Right. If it was prophesized that this weird thing was going to happen when that weird thing happens, it feels like you've put a puzzle piece in rather than, you know, introduce something strange into the story. But yeah, <laughs> that is well, I wonder if that appealed to me. Cause when I was younger, I was into it. Yeah. I was thinking about all these other things that I read that had those things in them. And I'm like, I wonder if I was into it because I'm like, Maybe I'm part of somebody's prophecy. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. I'm more important than I am. All right. You yeah. know something? I get that too. And a lot of the Chinese martial arts movies um, involve prophecies yeah. as well. Yeah. That, the, you know, this chosen one will come. And they love yeah. to build that legend that that one will show up, right? Even Kung Highlander, Fu Panda. Right? <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. But Highlander, to an extent, was like, yeah, there's going to be one. Right. We just don't know who it's going to be. Right. There can only be one. Yeah. Right. That's not so much of a prophecy as a threat, <laughs> which a lot of prophecies are. Threats. Exactly. That's just it. If you, you're either in or out, that is. Yeah, that's funny. Wow. Yeah, I'm not. I, I like all genres, but I've not. I was never that into fantasy. But Game of Thrones brought me in a little deeper. Yeah. And Game of Thrones actually made me interested in, in Lord of the Rings a little bit more just because uh, in those realms where anything is possible, I find it kind of liberating to let my imagination soar in ways that it wouldn't have otherwise. You know, even like the movie Avatar. You know, I want to be a Navi. I want to be one of those sure. one of those people who can take their braid and intertwine it with their dragon creature yeah. and then fly, fly around, around without yeah. without any instructions. They just know where I want to go. I I get that and I'm like, wow, I never thought of that before. Yeah. Well I'm listening to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Universe now because you had mentioned Galaxy. it and let me tell you something. That's another one where it kind of strips out all the boundaries. You know, it starts with gravity and moves on to more fantastical things from there and gives you a view of humankind 
that makes you not the center of the universe, that makes you just this one sometimes studied being. And uh, I found it interesting and funny. I wasn't expecting to laugh as much as I'm laughing, but it's it's being read really well. And it's uh, it's introducing some kind of mind-blowing concepts, but with tongue firmly planted in the cheek. Yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm impressed. When was that book written? Douglas at 70s. It was the 70s. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I thought. Wow. I mean, maybe early 80s, but I'm pretty sure 70s. And then there's three or four sequels. Um, the first two are good. And then I can't remember the fourth one was just like, I think it might've been after his death that he had kind of written something in the back burner, had a manuscript for it. And then uh, they pushed it out. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been fun and amazing so far. And I'm loving hearing the, the definitions that come through from, from the Hitchhiker's Guide, but yeah. also from the Encyclopedia Galaxia. And uh, it is, it's very fun and it's very imaginative. So I've got, I'm about halfway through it now. I expect that by uh, next week I will be done with it. And nice. Yeah, it's a quick, easy yeah. read. Yeah, I was surprised at how short yeah. it was because I've been taking on some books that are like 38 hours long. Hi, friends. It's Bob. I did finally finish The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy after referring to it as The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Universe in this episode. If you listen to it again, you can hear my buddy Nick ever so quickly and slyly saying the word galaxy right after I misspoke. It was like he was my own little human autocorrect. I did enjoy the book whatever its name was. It was fun and whimsical and clever and short. A winning combination in Bob's world of literature. That does it for this episode of Your Daily Dose. We'll catch you next time.